The Holy Gospel according to John 14. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the disciples, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, because he abides with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. And those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Good morning. Let us pray. Holy God, we thank you for giving us your Holy Spirit so that we may never be orphaned, but we might be a family, a spiritual family, connected to you. In your name we pray, amen. All right, so it's Mother's Day. Happy, mo happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there and spiritual mother figures uh, at church. We recognize all the, uh, those who are spiritual mothers that care for children. And mothering isn't easy. It's tremendous. It's a difficult job. It's perhaps one of the most important jobs that there is. Don't you think raising a child, isn't that one of the most important things that could be done? It sure is. And it's probably one of the most unappreciated and underpaid jobs. I mean, sometimes we even live in a world that, like, criticizes mothers for having kids. Like, somehow just not given the respect that, that is due. I had a taste of this medicine myself recently. So this past Friday, just a couple days ago, I was on duty for being a full-time child care person. So what happened was our oldest daughter, Rebecca, uh, she's part of the Pioneer Junior High Band right down the road. And they had auditioned to go and play at Disneyland. And they won the audition. And so they were invited to go to Disneyland and go backstage and record. And my wife, Sherry, was able to go as a chaperone. So this past Friday, and usually Friday is my sermon writing day, I had some extra childcare duties. And what added on to it was that it was an early release day. So starting at noon, I was picking up kids and then I was picking up one kid after the other every hour on the hour, and there went the majority of my day. Now, my son, who's also in junior high, in seventh grade, warned me. He said, Dad, it's an early release. It's almost the end of the year. All the kids are talking. They're going to be walking to the colonies. 
So get ready for some craziness. And we agreed on where exactly he would be to pick him up. And true enough, uh, as I was cruising down Euclid at about 12 o'clock on Friday, it looked like spring breakers or something. Um, there were kids kind of hollering at each other from both sides of Euclid and, and up the median. And it was sort of like they were 13 going on 23 or something. But I hope they were all safe and had fun. And I found Chaz right where he said he would be. I picked him up. And uh, there we went. And as I mentioned, one after the other, uh, picking up kids. Hard, hard to have a train of thought. Hard to focus in and, and get things done when you are running after children. Well, no sooner did I get all the kids and, okay, we could relax and breathe for a couple minutes. Then I remembered one of the schools was having a fundraiser. So back into the car we all went and we drove to the school to do what's called the color run. The color run. And I remember, that's right, our, one of our, young, our youngest son had collected pledges and they had a track um, laid out around their playground. And as they ran around, they had packets of color that they would spray on them, sort of like, I guess, Dwali or something. And they played music. And the kids had a blast. They had a lot of fun running around, getting covered with color. Someone told me it was cornstarch. And, and it was great, too, because I had just washed my car. Yeah, so the car was nice and clean. And now it was full of colored cornstarch and sweat. Um, and it was a fundraiser, of course, too. So, you know, I had some cash in my wallet, past tense, had some cash in my wallet. Uh, and after we had color and snacks and water, um, there we were. But it was for a good cause, so it was all good. And then we went home. Then we went home, and then there was that reminder, when you are the primary caregiver of children, you've got to feed them, right? You've got to feed them. And either you spend a fortune going out or you cook at home. And if you cook at home... Well, then you've got to cook and clean. And when it's Friday afternoon, you've already had a whole week's worth of homework and dishes and everything piled up. And so there we were. We barbecued our hamburgers. Uh, we, we cleaned. And when it was all done, Friday night, time to relax. What's more relaxing than playing a nice family board game together? Have you ever played a family board game with children? Um, there's some emotional breakdowns that happen. There's some uh, throwing of dice across the room. Um, there's some arguing over who gets to be the different pieces. So, okay, that was so-so. So then we decided maybe it would be easier to watch a movie. Have you ever tried to pick a movie with four different kids? You know, all the kids agreed on a movie, but I didn't like it. So then we were arguing some more. And then finally, it was time for bed. Blessed, blessed sleep that came at 9.01 p.m. But mommy lets us stay up past nine. Mommy's not here. Uh, but it was okay. We had a good night. We made it through. And it made me appreciate, appreciate just how wonderful and powerful um, mothers are, co-parents, um, they are so good with children and help us. 
So what does it have to do with the gospel today? Quite a lot, actually. Like I mentioned in the children's sermon, there's this preoccupation that Jesus had with the disciples about not having a parenting figure. He says to them, don't worry, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. Jesus knew that he wasn't going to live forever on earth in the, in the you know, human bodily form, that he would die, resurrect, and ascend and leave them. So he's preparing them to get on without him, to have, without having that emotional support and guidance. And this is still an issue today. Not just for children who lose their parents, which is an issue. We see that. We see that even on the news today. We see children at our own border without parents who are practically orphans, desperate. They get characterized as criminals when really they are people, human beings, trying to survive. But that's not it. Even, even, within, even within our own community, even close to home, we don't even need to, to turn on the TV to see young people struggling without parental figures or, or searching for them. Even in very communities with, with, with resources and support, we have this thing that doesn't go away. It's called the diseases of despair where some of the worst crimes that are committed in our, our community these days are by young men, young desperate men who will commit acts of, of horror. Why? Where's the disconnect? This issue of, of feeling isolated and alone and desperate and disconnected is perhaps one of the greatest issues of our day. It happens close to home, it happens on the news, it happens all over the world. And so Jesus says, I promise I won't leave you orphan. Well, where is Jesus today? How is Jesus helping us in our situation when so many people feel lonely, isolated, desperate? Well, he's depending on us. He says it right here in scripture. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. If we call Jesus our Lord and Savior, if we identify as Christians and we say that Jesus is our teacher, our Savior, and our Lord, then we will do what he asked us to do. And what did he ask us to do? To love our neighbor as ourself. He said, anytime there's a stranger, it's me. Anytime there's a hungry, desperate person, whether they're really good or really bad, they're me. And so, it is possible, it is possible that we can live in a world in God's kingdom and heaven, earth come together if and only if we live out Jesus' commandments to love and care for each other. Our own children, 
our neighbors' children, the children in our church, the children in our schools, the children all over the world, children of all ages. When we step up and care and support one another, when we work as a community, when we're not isolated, the issue is being spiritual orphans. The issue is we get isolated from each other and we each think we're alone. But the truth is we're not. We have each other and God's spirit to guide us. And I see it. I see it in you. I see it in the people of this church and I thank you. I celebrate you because I see the time that you give caring for children, for my own children, for other families' children. That's a beautiful thing. Keep it up. You're doing good. There's incredible power when we come together as a community. I was mentioning my daughter's band went to Disneyland. So when they went to Disneyland, they went backstage, and the way that it works is they're not given any of the music in advance. They, they take their instruments, they go in the little recording studio, and then the conductor, not their own, but one from Disney, hands them all music books. And they have to sight read music that they've never read before. And they all get the music, they practice it as much as it takes, and when the conductor feels that they have it down well enough, he records it. And they put it to, to video and they watch them. Most bands, in the two-hour time slot that they have, how many songs do you think they're able to, to learn and play? Like two or three. You know how many songs the Pioneer Junior High Band did? Six. Yeah. Why? Because they work together. Because they're friends and they care for each other and they have the support. They have the teacher. They have the parents. They have the teachers. They have the community. And because of that, they, they flourish. It's pretty amazing. And the good news that we have is that we have a loving parent in God. God is our Father. And you know, we can think of the Holy Spirit kind of like a mother. We can see God's loving care for us as a mother through the Holy Spirit, through creation. Some people call Earth Mother Earth. We think about all of the love that we receive from God's creation, fresh air to breathe, plants that grow, animals that give their lives so that we can eat. We are incredibly blessed. We have so much grace around us, more than enough, more than enough for everybody to live a decent and healthy life. Sometimes we don't always see all of the blessings that are readily at hand. So this past Friday night, when all was said and done and we were tired and we went to bed, you know, I was pretty sure I had cooked everything that was humanly possible for the children to keep them satisfied. And Sherry and Becca got home very late from Disneyland, and the next morning we got up, and I kind of slept in a little bit, and when Actually, I was, uh, that's not true. I was up early working on my sermon in the office. And then I heard that it was breakfast time. And when we came out, what was there? 
there was chorizo and egg breakfast burritos with cheese. And my first word was, where did you find this food? Did you go shopping in the middle of the night? She said, no, it was there, if you knew where to look. And then one of our other kids came in and said, you know what, Mom? You're a miracle worker. The grace is there. All the resources is there. The love is there. And we thank God that there are wonderful people in our lives who can see it and put it together. And when we are a spiritual family, nobody's an orphan. We care for each other. And we share beautiful fellowship one with another. Amen.